You go to sleep, wake up, and everything in your life is better. What changed? Really, I I want you to give me an answer. I'm going to give you 10 seconds of silence, and I want you to really answer the question. You go to sleep, wake up, and everything in your life is better. What changed? I've been asking that question to lots of people around me for about the last six months that I heard somebody ask that question, and I thought it was so insightful uh, that it helped me to get to know people a little bit. And I've been asking family and friends that same question over and over. Every single person that I have asked, every single one of them answered either I'd have my mortgage paid off, I'd earn a little bit more money, I'd have a job that I would enjoy more, have a more reliable car. All of the answers were somehow related to money or finances or their job. And it really got me thinking It's amazing how much money controls our lives. We all know it's not what's important. Family, religion, spirituality, our morals, those are the things that really matter in life. But even though that's the ideal, that's that's the thing that we're all striving for and, and that's what we're becoming, it doesn't mean that there aren't important things along the way. Think about it. We spend eight hours a day at work, at a job, and sometimes it's soul-grinding work that we hate. And think about how dramatically that affects your enjoyment of life, how you feel when you get home, how much time you're able to spend with your family, the things you're able to do with your family, how much you're able to give to a church or, or a charitable cause. It controls a tremendous amount of our lives, even if it's not the end all be all. It's not who we're becoming, but it certainly has a lot to do with how we're getting there. Well, as I've asked the question and I've thought so much about how much money means to all of us and how important it is in our lives, I mean, think about it. I, it's like I gave these people a genie and they can rub it and ask for anything. What would be different in your life? And everybody comes down, if I could change anything... It would be my financial situation, probably because it would help them to be better with their family or be a better friend because they'd have more time to do things with people or they would have less stress so they could uh, focus more on their children and, and get to those important things that they feel like they can't get there because something's in the way and it is their income. One of those people that I asked this question to is my longtime friend, John, who I've known for many, many years. And I've changed the situation and the name a little bit just uh, to protect anonymity, but the, the, the story as a whole is true. John received a bachelor's degree, but he wasn't particularly good at school. Uh, he was really intelligent, but not terribly book intelligent. He couldn't translate it to a test at school. And he struggled a little bit through college, but he made it. He worked for about two years for a company selling insurance, and it was work that he hated. He worked hard at it, he did the best that he could, he liked the people that he worked with, but he wasn't particularly passionate about the subject, and uh, if he could have found a better job, he would have. And in fact, he talked about going back to get an MBA uh, pretty regularly as something uh, something he could do to improve his situation a little bit. Uh, John has three young children and a wife, and they just recently bought a home, which was a major change for them. 
One day, uh, a few months ago, I was camping with John, and we we were sitting down around the campfire, and the conversation kind of came to a lull, and I asked him this question, the question that I've been asking, and everybody gives me a little bit of a weird look when I ask it at first, but it, it really provides such an insight into somebody's life. I, I don't know where uh, that question originally came from, but but I have liked hearing different people's answers. So I asked John, you go to sleep, you wake up, and everything in your life is different. What changed? Now, he had just purchased a home, and his answer was, well, I'd have my student loans and my mortgage paid off. Uh, that'd be great. And we talked a little bit about why he, why he chose that rather than other things in his life. And he said, well, I, I love my family. I love my friends. I I enjoy life. I feel like I have a good spiritual walk. I, I'm a moral person. But if I could change anything, it would really just be the situation in which I enjoy those things. It would be that I wouldn't have to worry every day about my mortgage and, and the income that I need for my family and for my children. Uh, well, about a week later, I talked with John again. And uh, this time I, I thought, you know, I, I'm going to tell him just a little bit about what I do and, and what it has done for my family when I started my online business, uh, where I blog about photography and, and earn my income that way. So I talked to John and I told him a little bit about it, and, and it really lit a fire in him. He thought, you know, okay, I, I could do that. I could start a blog. Uh, and since he loved camping and, and knows a lot about the gear and the places to go and stuff like that, uh, he decided that would be the subject for his blog. And so we set a day, and a couple days later, he came in for one of my uh, midnight around the dining table uh, crash courses in blogging. And I, I'd done this quite a few times in the past uh, with different friends and family members, actually a lot of few times in the past. And uh, so I could do it pretty much by memory. I showed him how to set up a WordPress blog, how, how the blog earns money, what kind of content he needed to put on his blog, um, and, you know, what kind of returns he could expect for his time, about how long it would take to to build up an audience and be able to make a product so that uh, his website can earn, earn a little extra money. And he was excited about that, about what it could do uh, for him, maybe not as a career change, but at least earn a little bit of side income by doing it. Uh, so he was really passionate and learned everything he could. And uh, we talked just about every day, either on the phone or, or, on t or via text for the next few uh, weeks and month. And he was starting to make a pretty nice website. In fact, his, his very first month of his website, he got a thousand people to his site and, and uh, he started a podcast and he was starting to, you know, get a trickle of downloads and he was really excited about it. And I was excited for him. He was, he was starting to get this thing built up. Uh, and having gone through that journey myself, I know how exciting that is to, you know, refresh your stats every second, every time the boss isn't watching in your office and you refresh your stats, see how you're doing. Uh, it was really an exciting time. And he wrote lots of articles and and then he he came to me about, the, about it at the end of a of the month mark. And he, he said, Jim, I, I'd really like to, to write an ebook. And I said, okay, well, that's how I got started too. I, I'd really recommend you, you spend a little bit longer building an audience rather than making a product right now, but but he was intent. He really wanted to do the book, and I didn't discourage him. I did the same thing when I began. It was a mistake. I wish I'd spent a longer time just building an audience, but but it worked. And so we, uh, he wrote uh, an e-book on, on hiking and, and included a lot of information that he wanted in there, and it was a pretty nice book. Uh, he, he, it had a lot of mistakes in it. It was definitely a first book, but he sold it for a good price, uh, about a 50-page e-book, 
and he put it up on Amazon. We had another crash course on that. I showed him how to how to get his book up on Amazon and other ebook readers to make it available on the Kindle. And he was so proud of it, shared it on his on his personal Facebook page. And in the first month, it made about 13 sales. Now, he wasn't expecting it to make a million dollars. I had warned him that it was going to be very slow starting out because he had a product before he had an audience. When he had an audience big enough, if, if he had 50,000 people following him, well, he, all he would need is one out of 50 of those people to buy a book, and he would make a nice chunk of change. So we, we talked about the expectations, but he was happy. He was encouraged to it made it seem real to him to actually see a little bit of money from the website. So he was encouraged. Well, a little bit of time started to go past and, and I didn't hear as much from him. So I uh, called him up and we talked about how the site was going and he was excited about some of the things. And he mentioned that he got a pay raise at work and what that uh, made a big difference for him in his take-home pay. And his family was excited about that. They were celebrating. And um, then over the next few weeks, I heard less and less and less from John. Uh, I, I talked to him frequently as a friend, but less about the business. And so we sat down and and uh, talked again. And, and he said that, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I haven't really done so much with it. I've, I'm still seeing some good traffic. In fact, it increased another thousand that month. Uh, but he only wrote two or three articles on the site maybe that month. And then never again. The site simply filtered out and died. He just stopped working at it. Now, I'm new as a business coach. I'm just starting to share information online about about how I earn my my living through blogging. And I'll confess that I I think I might be bad at it. I've shared, I've done a lot of these midnight sessions showing how, how to uh, how to earn an income online, how to set up a WordPress blog. And, and some of the people that I've helped have started some really nice sites. But the reason that I say that I'm maybe a bad business coach is because none of them have stuck with it and earned a living by doing it. They all did it for a month or two, and then they kind of petered out. And it uh, made me think, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to share everything I do. I'm, I'll show you, show how I'm building content, how I get my website, how I set up my website, what WordPress plugins I use. I'll give you everything in my business, everything I, I'm sharing. Uh, but these people just aren't taking it. My friends and family just aren't taking it and, and building their own. And, and it, it makes, makes me think that, you know, we're all so consumed, so stressed, so aware of our financial position. We all have our dreams, our hopes, and where we want to be. But it kind of seems to me that we're not making the doing the work every day that is actually getting us to that objective because we're so focused on getting our next paycheck. My friend John uh, got a little raise at work and it made him feel comfortable. Everything was a little bit more relaxed. He had a little bit more breathing room in his finances. His mortgage was maybe going to not take 23 years to pay off. It was going to take 22 at this point. Uh, And just that little bit of comfort was enough to, to make him desist. And it wasn't the first time that I'd helped somebody and they desisted. Now, that's fine. That's their personal choice. It's certainly not something that I'm offended by. But I, I do think that if we want to get where we want to be, we need to be willing to work for serious, consistent change. The truth is that almost every person in the world is waking up, getting dressed, and spending the vast majority of their day 
to get a paycheck. The thought of paying off that mortgage in 23 years, being out of debt, taking your kids to Disneyland or getting a more reliable car or whatever else you want is not the immediate objective. And and why isn't it the immediate, immediate objective? Because while everyone wants to have a paid-off mortgage, it isn't something you can control today. The only thing you can control today is getting up, getting dressed, and go earning your $15, $20 an hour and coming home. Now, that's honest work. There's nothing wrong with that. But they have to work long, work enough days and enough long days and make their boss happy enough that he decides or she decides to pay them enough money so that they can eventually pay off that mortgage. In the case of my friend John, who had 23 years left to pay on his mortgage, um, nothing short of finding a a higher-paying job where the boss decided to give him a few extra pennies for his time could change that timeline. It will take 23 years, no matter how, you know, he can be a little bit more frugal, he can earn a little bit more money, but it's basically going to take a long, long time to make that happen. Uh, It was completely out of his hands in his view. All he could do was please his boss and go to work more times to make that 23 years shorten. I remember him saying, but I'm hoping to get a bonus at the end of this year, as if that would be the thing to help. I've been there. I've worked a a long time, and and I grew up in a family where my father was not an entrepreneur. He uh, worked an honest job, worked very hard, worked consistently, made every safe choice he could make with his finances, and we were a very happy family, and, and there, we were, there was no worry about how much money we had. That's honest work, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I want to tell you a little bit of my story and, and how I kind of changed that paradigm and the huge difference that it made for me and my family and what I've been able to do to help other people as well. When I was when I was destitute as a college student trying to earn money. And the full story of this is in episode one of the podcast. When I was there, I, I was working out of great desire to earn money. I mean, I mean, I worked nights, you know, packing boxes and, and, and stocking shelves with a great desire to get money for my family. Now, there was always a hope that I could buy a home and pay off a mortgage and have paid for cars, but, but it wasn't my immediate objective because I didn't see any way that I could possibly control that. I was doing my best at work. Oh, you know, all I could really hope for is that maybe a little bit of pay increase at my job or maybe find a little bit higher paying job. But that wasn't in my control. How much money came into my bank account was controlled by my employment agreement, not by my work. And I I heard a business coach ask one time, uh, ask any entrepreneur in in the world to increase income tenfold, and they'd say they're doing everything they can already. Uh, but the results just aren't feasible. It's not feasible to to multiply your income by ten times this year. I mean, ask any working person. Uh, you know, you you work at a you work at a for the government. You're a secretary. You, you say, well, you need to earn ten times this much, and you'd say, how am I supposed to do that? I could put in ten times more effort, but I'm not going to get ten times more pay from my boss. That's not feasible. Um, and the business coach that I heard asked a question. Uh, he said, but what if your life was on the line? What if you, if you didn't earn 10 times more income this year, you know, you, you know, you're dead. Uh, what, what would you do then? What if your life was on the line and you had to do it? Well, you'd find a way. 
ask any entrepreneur in the world and they would find a way to make their their income increase that year tenfold. You 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 we would find a way if we had to. So every day we wake up, we go to work, and the the reason that we're not increasing our income tenfold is because we're not desperate enough to do something different. We go out, we do our work, we try to do good, honest work, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if we really want to change that most important thing that's that's controlling so much of our lives, what you dreamed for at the beginning, that you said, if I could change anything, it would be that. We all want it, but we're not doing that tenfold, that life or death kind of change to get there. So I, I've, I thought a little bit about that. Well, is that possible if we really just put, out our, put our life on the line and worked as hard as we can? Can we get what we want to get? I heard a story a little while ago, and uh, it, it was just a fascinating story about somebody who was on a hike in Utah. And this hiker was, um, was hiking, and suddenly a rock next to him, a huge rock, over 800 pounds, shifted, uh, and it pinned him under the rock. He was alone, and nobody really knew exactly where he was. He sat there under that rock for a day and two days, and on the third day, he was ready to give up his life. I mean, he was pinned under a rock. His arm was completely crushed, and and there was nothing he could do to, to get out from under that boulder. I mean, the, the rock was so huge, he didn't stand a chance of moving that rock. There was no amount of will he could come up with to just make the rock levitate off his arm so that he could get out. He had waited three days and no rescue party was coming. It was time for him to give in. And suddenly he had a thought, uh, an, an, an inspiration, uh, a thought from God, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but he saw himself in his mind uh, scooping up a little girl with his left arm, only one arm. And he immediately understood what he needed to do. He needed to cut off his other arm. And so he got out his, his multi-tool and he sawed off his own arm and hiked the, the many miles, five miles, which I guess is about six and a half kilometers to civilization and found help and lived and uh, eventually did have that child. The story that I, as I heard that story, I mean, it's just amazing because if you think about it, uh, could you, could I possibly cut off my own arm without just passing out or immediately dying when I did? I mean, to amputate my own limb or to get out from a boulder so huge that it would be impossible for any person of any amount of strength to move it? I mean, those are impossible situations. But when death was on the line, when it was absolutely necessary to accomplish, he found a way and it did happen. And then you apply that to a business situation. I, I heard a quote from uh, Walter Isaacson's book on Steve Jobs released only a few years ago. And in it, there's a quote that really stuck with me. Steve Jobs invented the, the iPhone or was at least at the helm of the company that, uh, when the iPhone came out. And obviously, it's changed the world in a lot of ways. But not long after Android came out from Google and it provided serious competition. 
to the iPhone and, uh, according to Steve Jobs, stole a lot of the innovations. And in a business meeting, Steve Jobs pounded his fist on the table and said, I'm going to declare all-out thermonuclear war. And it just makes me, just really stuck with me what his uh, desire, how much effort he was willing to put into changing uh, that situation. Any kind of battle that came to him, he was willing to throw down all-out thermonuclear war to win. And I, it made me think, as, as I've listened to the podcast Entrepreneur on Fire, an excellent podcast from John Lee Dumas, and as I've listened to it, he talks a lot about what he called the, the baby principle. And now on John's podcast, he interviews every day of the week a new entrepreneur, somebody who's been successful and talks about their journey a little bit. And it, it is an amazing as you listen to that. All these successful entrepreneurs, a huge majority of the people say they started their business right after having a child. It's amazing, really, uh, that quote unquote coincidence that's not really a coincidence at all. Because when you are, when you have your back to the wall, when you are just, you absolutely have to have this increase in income to make your life work, we all find a way to push. We all find a way to saw off our own arms, push off a boulder, and hike five miles to throw down thermonuclear war and win for our family. Bring home the bacon, slaughter the pig, and, and bring home what we need for our families. And then I thought about my friend John. He, he wanted so badly to have that mortgage paid off. He wanted the increased income for all the right reasons, to help his family so that he could spend more time with his family, so that he could give more to his church or to other people. He wanted it for the right reasons, but it wasn't all-out thermonuclear war because he was so comfortable with where he was. He, after all, got an increase in, in his pay, and so the, the business was left by the wayside. When you go to sleep tonight, understand this one truth. And this is the lesson that I hope comes through from this podcast. Nothing is going to make everything better when you wake up. Your mortgage will still be there. You still won't be able to spend as much time with your family as you'd like. Your work schedule still won't be flexible. You still won't be in a possession, position to help others in financial distress. And if you actually want life to change, it's time to wake up, roll up your sleeves, and to work relentlessly for what you want to change in your life, and you're really only taking baby steps to every day. Look, entrepreneurship may not be for everybody. I understand that. But it is a way, one of the only ways, that you can change one of the most important aspects of your life. It's something you can control. And blogging, by the same turn, isn't the right entrepreneur, entrepreneurial venture, venture for everyone. But it is a way that you can control the amount of income you make. You may still want to keep your honest job and, and do that work there because it's reliable income. But you also need something that you can control. You need something that, that you can put your effort into and throw down all-out thermonuclear war. And if you do it, the pay will come uh, rather than working in a job where you can do your very best, but you're still not the one to choose how much money comes in. 
Blogging isn't the right choice for everyone either. Um, it's an entrepreneurial venture. It's not the only one. Uh, but it does cost no- next to nothing to get started. You can do it about any topic you could possibly want to. Uh, your customers can be anywhere in the world, and they can be buying your digital products while you sleep. That way, when you wake up, something actually will be different. If you're ready to do it and you're ready to start a blog and begin your entrepreneurial journey, go to incomeschool.com slash start. That's exactly the midnight crash course that I've given to so many friends and family around my dinner table just in an online digital form. I hope you'll do something with it.